Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Biomass from episode 230. Glad you could join us. We got lots of cool stuff to talk about today, so let's get started with the bottom of the list with Zell. I am Soraya Zell. I'm a co-host here on the show, and uh, I am I am pumped about all of the Nova stuff. It is exciting. All right, and Livy, you're up. Hello, I'm Livy. Um, I'm also pumped about the Nova stuff, so I'm happy to be uh, in this conversation. And Jason. Yep, it's me, and uh, I'm listening to them being pumped about Nova. Jay, Jay, is, Jay is reluctantly and potentially in the future, maybe might be pumped about Nova at some point. He's hesitantly pumping. <laughs> and and Bait is having uh, technical difficulties. He's come in and out of the chat room like 14 times, so we'll let him hop in when he figures that out. But let's get started with the big news. So um, probably going to be the, the whole episode here because there's lots to talk about, but if you weren't aware, Livy and I were at eVegas uh, this past weekend, which is, of course, CCP Games' big um, event that they do. They are kind of changing things up on how they're doing FanFest uh, for the next year or so and kind of sprinkling different events around different parts of the world so they can kind of make it a little more accessible to people because, you know, unsurprisingly, it's expensive to travel to Iceland if you want to participate. So they're trying to kind of make the... Uh, previously side events kind of bigger. So eVegas was kind of meant to be one of these bigger events they're doing. Um, CCP was kind enough to get us kind of press passes and we were able to go and kind of check things out and kind of get the front row seat of everything. And this was exciting because, uh, as you're well aware, uh, Project Nova, which is kind of the spiritual successor to Dust 514, which is the game that brought all of us together here, uh, was featured at uh, eVegas. So there was a, uh, a bit in the opening ceremony, there was a keynote, there was a round table, and the really fun part was that if you were at the event, you got a chance to actually try a pre-alpha build of the game. Uh, Olivia and I were lucky enough to have, like I said, press passes, so we got it in a little bit earlier, but uh, overall it was, it was pretty cool. So um, I'm going to kind of start at the top with uh, everything that was shown. Uh, what did you guys think of kind of what they showed at the opening ceremony with like the trailer and all that? I mean, it just kind of reiterates uh, the, the the fact that CCP knows how to do trailers and they do trailers really well. Um, so, I mean, I liked it a lot. I, I appreciated the uh, strong homage to, to Dust that was there, and, and that despite the fact that um, I will not be pelted to death by assault dropships anytime soon, uh, that there were, that there were you know, they threw some vehicles and, and stuff in there just to just kind of show where, where it came from. Yeah, about three seconds into that when they were doing, and I quote, it's definitely a flashback um, to kind of show the past of the dust mercenary there's a, there's a shot where it shows like a vehicle like a lav and a tank and that sort of thing and like within five seconds people are like wait so are vehicles confirmed for nova and it's like guys we've been over this <laughs> we're not doing that again for foreseeable future um but yeah that was kind of cool it was kind of neat that they had been doing and we had talked about it with uh in living can you help me with the pronunciation the the woman on twitter Oh, I can't help you with that. Oh, Christ. I call her Vul Vulcan, Vulcloid. Yeah, no. I'm... Kasia, Kasha, Kaisha. Kasha, something like that. Anyways, she's a Concord agent, obviously a, a, a 
NPC they've kind of built up um, that was posting on Twitter kind of some events and lore. And if you're into that, it was kind of interesting. She appeared in this trailer, which makes sense because they were talking about in the Twitter feed, uh, forming a new branch of Concord, basically called Aegis, to help deal with an issue um, that was occurring uh, over in the Molten Heath region. Um, obviously, now that we've kind of got verification from this, we all kind of knew what it was, but she is in some way recruiting um, ex-Dust mercenaries to obviously fight the Sancha, which are trying to capture ships in the Molten Heath region, um, which you know, kind of makes sense if you're going to have a infantry battle in space on top of a spaceship, you're probably there because the big space Eve guns can't deal with the issue. So narratively, it kind of makes sense. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I, of course, was very pleased with the whole rise bit in the middle um, for obvious reasons, but uh, I thought the trailer was, was pretty badass. What do you think of it, Livy? What do you think of the, the reaction of the crowd when it uh, it played in the auditorium there? Uh, I think they confirmed uh, exactly what Bates said. They do trailers really well. They did a good job um, cinematically, I think, pulling that together. The crowd pretty much lost their crap, and some of them didn't even play Dust. So um, her name uh, is Cassia Valkmir. There you go. Since I slaughtered that earlier. But, um, no, I think it was good. There was a lot of, I feel, lore-wise, hidden tidbits in there that we don't want to go into right now. Um, but I, I think there's a lot to, um, take from just that trailer. Yeah, it was definitely, um, dense. I think they've kind of hidden a lot of little things in there, which is fun. And we'll kind of be doing a full trailer breakdown at some point, kind of to lay out all the things that are in there. Cause like I said, it's actually pretty interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reaction in the crowd was really good. Um, and people were like, whoa, they're very excited. And then they said, and you get to play it, you know, starting tomorrow, um, when they started kind of the, the event testing and then people were, were really excited about that. And, you know, I, they're talking about, Hey, tomorrow's the keynote, that sort of thing. And you'd have people in the crowd, the guy behind me actually was an Eve player. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to actually go check this project Nova thing out. Like he, he's like, I wasn't really interested in dust, but this kind of seems interesting. So you definitely had a very positive reception from uh, the Eve players that were in the room. Um, pardon me. Uh, probably not a ton of dust players there because it was kind of short notice, you know, but um, there were definitely a few that we ran into. Um, but the, is, as far as the crowd, it was a lot of Eve players. They seemed really excited about it. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a, a good reception for that part. I also have to give a shout out to the little uh, character select thing they had going where it showed like the different speakers and um, <laughs> it had uh, CCP Rattati and he was currently training public speaking because he's awful at it. Um, I thought that was kind of a, a funny touch. Oh, was that like actually on the thing? I thought that was just a meme that somebody had thrown together real quick. Oh no, that was actually on the, the screen. The so of course they're sitting on Poor Rattati. They did, well, he's they on had, level four, so I mean, he got far. <laughs> they had a they had this whole gimmick going where I think they had like the the keynotes like row of speakers in the character selection screen, and they were like showed their faces like idling there mm-hmm. until they got to stand up. So, and yeah, no, he it's it he looks terrified every time he stands on stage. He yeah. had that face of like, why did I agree to do this part? 
I was I was watching on uh, on Twitch and uh, it was it, it, I felt kind of bad for him, um, but a lot of people on Twitch were like, "Who the fuck is this guy? He looks so unenthusiastic about this game." And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, you have no idea who the fuck you're talking about. You should feel bad for him because this is not his element. <laughs> I know a lot of people didn't know, especially when watching the uh, like Nova keynote and the roundtable. People were like, "This guy who's talking about this game," I'm like. As a hardcore dust person, this Fuck guy, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah. There was actually a moment between the keynote and the roundtable where we were waiting for the room to open up for the roundtable. And so Lydia and I are standing there with um, Darth and Jack. We're just kind of chatting and, and Ratati walks up and we're kind of talking. And this other guy comes up and says, oh, hey, are you guys uh, any dust players? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we all play dust, you know, quite a bit. And he turns <laughs> to Ratati, who he had just seen on stage like literally three minutes ago and says like, oh, hey, did you play dust at all? <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh my god, that's how, oh. how the round table went. Ritani looks at me like, is this guy serious? And I'm like, yeah, he, yeah, he played a little bit, I'm thinking, just a bit, a bit. Um, he was, he was the, the, the lead developer at the end. He's like, oh, you're that guy? I was like, dude, you just saw him like five seconds ago. Um, um, I, th I, I think they just didn't introduce him properly at the keynote or something. I don't know. I, I will say this. The, uh, the, the Bait, I think, hit the nail on the head. Nobody makes hype video like CCP, other than maybe thirty or forty other game game companies. But uh, but they do they do a really good job, uh, and they're very good at like kind of spinning the dream or selling the hype. Uh, and and I don't mean that bad way. I mean that's that's actually I mean that's a legit compliment. But uh, you're I'm sitting here like flashing through the the images of of the roundtable while you guys are talking. It, Rat is like for a guy who is deeply passionate about a video game, you would literally think he's or he's ordering like lukewarm tap water when he's talking about it. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he he just doesn't like show that he's. I mean, you can tell when he talks that you know he's he's really super into it and whatnot. But you put that man in front of more than like five people he just like he like shuts down yeah and i mean they're all kind of mellow guys i think the only one that's over the top is ccp guard so i mean if you're comparing energy they're all pretty much like yes i like this game here it is trailer Ooh. yep well yeah i mean i mean i think we're gonna get into a little bit more you know kind of probably a more meaty discussion of what was actually said but there there is a real a real thing that they've got to be careful of, you know, they're, I know they're incredibly gun shy about overhyping Nova. Um, but you also have to make people interested in it too. And, and that's, that is, that's kind of one of the tonal takeaways. I, I mean, I tried to, I tried to sit back and, um, rethink it today a little bit. I engaged a few people on the, on the dust veteran discord and, and I was almost taken aback by like the, um, the, you know, the, the the hype positivity vibe uh almost it, it was almost off-putting because i've seen every one of those people like raging against the machine at some point on a, a an old school ccp forum uh so i i i'm very I'm very cautious about how we're approaching this as much as i respect ccp Ritati, and frankly he did an incredible amount to i would not say save a game but to really learn and preserve 
um, the lessons of a game in order to, to build on it. And he did a very good job of that and did great by the community, particularly towards the end. But I, the, the thing you got to watch for is like, I, I can't get that hyped about, you know, a game until I actually see something from it. Uh, now, now Pokey, you and Livy got your hands on it. I'm very keen to hear your initial, your impressions, but just seeing what I can see on a video and listening to the round table, I have a lot of questions about the game. Not, not because I don't trust Rattati that he's trying to do his best, but they're not, you know, again, CCP and communication, those two words don't go together real well. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see what you guys say tonight about uh, your hands-on time. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I think that's that's a very level-headed way to approach it. And it's it is easy to get sucked into, you know, the hype, and you know they're 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 obviously trying to manage expectations, and it's it's tough because you want to sell sell the excitement but not sell too much of it. So I can see the dilemma there, and it is difficult. Um, when I look at the comments on like YouTube, and I I know that that's like you know, the shithole, the internet next to Reddit. Um, it's all over the place, the kind of feedback we're getting on the footage we post. Some people are like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Holy shit, I'm so excited. And other people are like, it looks terrible. It looks choppier than dust. And I don't trust really either of those because they both seem to be either overly overly um, cynical or overly enthusiastic. Um, it, it's, it's a little worrisome in that regard. Um, I think that the people that got the hands-on experience and just talking to people um, at the event and their reaction was a little more level-headed, which is why I'm eager for this alpha to start so people can actually, you know, give it a shot. Um, because it, it really does lend itself to really understanding how it feels and, and kind of what they're going for when you can actually try it out. So... We'll definitely you know, get to I, that. Go ahead. I would, I would, so one of the things I kind of wanted to do, just this is just the the frame I'm trying to put my mind in for the, the discussion here, in kind of the closed circle of you know, uh, you know, veterans of of dust and CCP in general is, I'm trying to put my mind in the frame of if I did not know what dust was, what would I think about what I'm hearing? Uh, because that's really the thing. I mean, there's there's a very very small core of people that really knows what dust was uh, that, that are that are probably going to actually try this game out. Uh, there would be a fair amount of people that recognize what it was, but like actual players that really got into it and, and understand a lot of what, where, where it came from and where it ended up. Uh, there's a very, very small core of those people, and, and I am one of them. So I have to – I'm really trying to pick, picture this in the, line, in the light of if I really didn't know anything about dust – and I was just seeing all this for the first time, what makes me interested in playing this versus all of the other games in this space that are really good? No, and I, I think, and you and I kind of um, engaged about this yesterday. Um, I think that that is absolutely something that they need to kind of highlight. It's it was difficult because what they were showing was just one game mode on the absolute easiest setting with very, very thin amount of content, like only a couple suits you could pick from. You didn't see any of the customization from DOS. You didn't see any of the character progression. Um, you're running with strangers who have no idea what they're doing, so you don't see any of the teamwork. Um, it, it was not a good showcase of the things that made, in my opinion, DOS unique and enjoyable. 
Um, it was a very good showcase for the engine and how well the game ran and how well it played. Um, but because of how limited that was, it didn't show the stuff that made Dust good, right? And I think that um, they have to. They, that's that's the next step for them. Um, admittedly, their goal was to come and show off how well the game played. Um, I think that they did that very very well. Um, the performance was on point. It felt very responsive. It felt smooth. Um, I, I kind of turned to Livy after we had our match, and I was like, "Well, that was really easy. Like we totally dominated because we fairly experienced FPS players. You know, we, we did a few rounds and failed, and we felt like I got the hang of it." And did it really well. And I said, that was really easy. Like, it wasn't challenging at all. But it felt good while we were playing it. And I think that's that's really, really key. Um, and I'll even quote Destiny on this. It's It feels good to play Destiny. The, the running around, the shooting, the, the way the gun kind of reacts, the way that you can aim and fire, the special abilities. That feels good. And I kind of got the similar vibe while actually playing Nova. Um, so if that's what they came to showcase i think they did a really good job um it may not all come through if you're just watching a playthrough um but with hands-on experience i i really felt like they they did a good job at kind of getting that really moment to moment you know feel of the game like that kind of like subconscious like does this feel good whatever whatever you're doing on top it's a pve mission pvp whatever um that's kind of secondary to like what's going on like on the most base level and that was really solid um Livy, what do you think of, of kind of your hands-on experience with it? Um, trailing off of you with what what other what uh, what their goal was when they uh, brought this, especially for people to come uh, test play it. I know that, as Jay says, communication may not be the strongest, but their main point I do agree was to show how the game played and felt. Um, I don't know if look is primarily one of the goals they had. Um, but as far as picking it up and playing, it, I, I've never played a shooter on mouse and keyboard, but as a, you know, my first time doing it, it felt really good. Um, I may have not shown that awesome of gameplay, but I, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed playing it and it wasn't hard to uh, adapt to the keyboard and the commands. So if their ultimate goal was does it play well take aside the you know eve universe connection take aside the um the the lore connection or all the other features that made dust dust right now i don't know if it's even big enough to step into the pool to compete with dust's finished product but as core gameplay and its first step towards i i think they did a good job And it's kind of interesting what you what you brought up, Jay. Um, the if you as a player knew nothing about Dust or Eve or even just tangentially understood what was going on, but weren't really committed to either of that, um, it, it's it looks extremely generic. Um, there was nothing too exciting about it. I mean, there was a cool sliding thing you could do with like the assault suit and, and that sort of thing, but that wasn't anything out of the ordinary. And you kind of look at we were watching. Um, the other news outlets kind of put stuff up. And so IGM was, I think, one of the first to get their their footage up. And it was kind of funny because in the match we had, we had four people. Um, the fourth one crashed. We didn't want to restart, so we kept playing. So it was me and Livy in the match. And then the third guy was actually the IGN guy. So um, 
in the IGN footage is actually the same match that um, Livy and I uploaded for our gameplay. And uh, he got his up a little bit quicker than, our, than we did. But if you look at the like to dislike ratio, it's like 500 like to 300 dislike, um, which is not good. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, and, and you kind of have to look at that as kind of a generic people who follow IGN, no one in particular. It was very lukewarm, like like just maybe like, you know, 60% positive, which is not very good. Um, but if you look at our videos on Biomast, um, where our clientele is obviously definitely people who have most likely played Dust or Eve, or at least have been fairly involved with it, um, it was more like a 90% positive to 10% negative um, on that, that ratio. So if as someone who has played the game or is understanding what's going on, it, it definitely seemed more of kind of what they're going for. Obviously, you can appreciate like the the skybox with the Eve ballot going on around you, that sort of thing. But if you you know don't, if you're just a gamer, a general gamer, it, it's very generic. Um, and their goal wasn't necessarily to make it look unique, um, but I can totally see where you're coming from. That if you don't know, this isn't standing out over anything else in the market right now. Well, and unfortunately, I think that and I'm not saying it was a mistake for them to have IGN and PC Gamer there. Um, but people who are reading those articles are a little less forgiving to work in progress game as uh, I think CCP and even the dust vets are. They're just happy to have anything. IGN and PC gamers like that's it. I mean, I feel like there might have needed to be more content more um, when it was a little more cooked come out to the, the mass gaming media. Well, I mean, at least they didn't. I, I, I think that it's better for them that they put out what they did at Vegas as opposed to putting out it as opposed to they had waited to put out this exact same thing in FanFest. I feel like Vegas isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of CCP things um, whereas FanFest obviously is and I, I think there, there would have been a greater backlash had CCP, had CCP took what they took to Vegas uh, to FanFest. So I think in that regard um, uh, that that worked in their favor. Um, also, think that um, during during this alpha period um, that we're going to have in November, and, and we'll talk about that uh, later uh, for sure. Um, this this game is is definitely not going to rely on on your your average, if you will, um, FPS PC gamer. Um, it, it, it's going to come from the, the Eve players and the people and, and the former Dust players who are already established, for lack of a better word, with your universe and, and with your your previous attempt as a shooter. Um, and then I, I think six months down the road, um, once more has been added to you know to, to the alpha, um, hopefully, um, and, and as we kind of transition into a beta phase, we'll see something that hopefully the, the more generalized audience will accept. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I feel I, I'm slowly slipping into the uh, role of the, of the, you know, the episodes in ACER and that's not, that's not my intent. Uh, but I, you know, many of us going through your gaming career, if you get burned by CCP, it's like, yeah, hey, that's a thing. Um, 
I, don't get me wrong. I absolutely wish them well. And I will say this now, and I, and I recommend we can probably get into some of the meat of the round table stuff uh, to, to kind of go into some of the details of what we think they actually showed and, and what we think we're seeing. Um, I, I am rooting for them to be successful and, and I want them to be successful. I, one, I kind of really want CCP Ritati, you know, him individually as a developer to be successful because we're, you know, over the years, we've kind of got to watch him come, you know, come from basically a behind the scenes guy, not really a game dev to running a game to running it so well, even though it was a dying, like beyond on life support game that, you know, they, he did such a good job that they gave him the reins to, to, to create something from scratch. So I, I want him to be successful. And actually, would, I would like Nova to be successful, too. Um, but let me be clear, and, th and this is something I felt that I, I did not communicate very well to some of the Dust veterans uh, in the Discord. I, that does not mean that what I'm seeing is a game I'm interested in playing. Uh, as flawed as Dust was, it, it, even at its best, it was an incredibly flawed game. There were a lot of kernels of, of things that were truly different about it that, you know, beyond other games that were out there. So when I see a very polished but very generic FPS game, then you gotta sh you're going to have to show me something that's, that, that is different. You've got you've got to find something that's going to make me not want to play, you know, you know, Call of Duty Blackout. You got to find something that's going to make me not want to play Destiny. You got to find something that's going to make me not want to play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, or whatever the next super super edition of Red Dead is, or the next God of War, or whatever. You've got to find something that's going to make me interested to to spend that time. And the other piece of that is, you know, there's a little, there's a little, there's a few things he said that I actually legitimately took real issue with that I think were just not accurate. Um, the vast majority of it, I think he did a really good job of describing what his intent for the game is in the roundtable. And it's up to the individual player to figure out whether they liked what he was saying or not. And it has nothing to do whether you thought it was a good idea. It's just, literally personal preference as to the style of game you like playing. And, and that was kind of the message I, I did want to frame some of these comments. And like I said, I'm trying to come to it from the position of somebody who doesn't really, you know, if I, if I didn't know dust, what would I think about all this? And, Cause that's really what's going to make, make or break this game. It's not the, it's not that very small, thin number of people that are going to be with them no matter what thick or thin it is. It, it's, it's everybody else that will try the game for a little bit and not like it or like it or do whatever with it. So that's kind of what I'm kind of, kind of curious about. But um, Pokey, if you and Livy don't mind, could you guys, I didn't, do you guys want to kind of go through some of the key points of the round table and you know, maybe we kind of uh, break down, you know, or decompose some of the, the different points. Cause there were some really good questions from the audience, by the way. Um, some, some pretty good thoughtful, I thought in, in exchanges with them about some things that, that, in my mind opened up the opportunity for rat to, or excuse me, Ritati to, to maybe highlight some things. And, and I kind of wish he would have taken a little bit more advantage of it. Sure. So there was actually one comment or one, one um, question that kind of went back and forth. And I, I just going off of some of the comments I was seeing in response to it, I kind of wanted to address 
um, what I believe I think he was getting at. And, and someone was kind of asking about like um, logistics and like repair tools. That's going to be the same sort of thing. Because um, there was some confusion with the demo because the Sentinel was mislabeled as logistics. It definitely was not a logistics suit, but there was some confusion about it, which is why the question kind of came up. Um, and the, the way people are reading it is um, he basically says, I wanted to remove the dedicated healer role of logistics. Um, and people took that as they're taking logistics out of the game, which is not true. He talked about it in the keynote that it's definitely in the game. But what he was kind of getting at was basically saying he, didn't, he doesn't want a system where as a player, and he's using logistics as an example, your job is to pull out a piece of equipment or something, hold the button down and follow someone around the whole time or like with like a repair tool, like your, your, your job and you are expected to buy your, your teammates and by the game that you're going to follow this heavy around with this repair tool. And you're going to do that 98% of the time, all match long. He doesn't want that kind of system or where you are the scanner logi and you just spin in circle scanning all the whole time, because that's what your job is. Um, and he's trying to get away from that style um, and more into a, you know, hey, I'm healing somebody, um, but I'm still, you know, fighting. I'm still capturing the objective. I'm still, you know, killing people. And it kind of comes down to everyone is, you know, uh, a combat class, but there's stuff that they do in between engagements. And that's kind of what defines what that role is. So you won't be healing someone as a Lodgy the whole match. You'll be fighting, healing, fighting, healing, back, you know, back and forth, that sort of thing. Or you'll be doing turret maintenance or, you know, um, that kind of thing. And I think that people kind of took that as we're removing the medic role. And I think it's more of a, we're trying to change what that role is defined as. Um, so I kind of wanted to give my personal opinion of what he was getting at with that. Cause I think that people are taking it the wrong way and it doesn't really mean what they're think they think it is. Well, I'm going to ask a dumb question. What, what do you think he meant? Because I, you know, just, I mean, just think about the average match that you saw in, in any, in any sort of FPS game, there's a lot of shooting and a lot of people being damaged all the time. So if you're the guy with the ability to heal them, you're going to be doing that a lot. I mean, in point in fact, in dust, Logi suits, a lot of time people would run Logi suits because they had a lot of CPU and PG, not because you could use a rep tool. Right? No, that's true. Certainly not the design intention, though, of that suit. And I, I, I think just based on based on what I've heard and, and, and kind of what Pokey was talking about, he's almost taking and I, I know Rattati does like Battlefield, so I, I feel like I'm getting there as, as to where he's coming from. You know, when you when you play Medic in Battlefield, you, really what you do is you just you you know push uh like fucking right on the d-pad or whatever and you throw down your med kit and you know you get you you heal people passively if you will right there's not a lot you do and then you're you're shooting uh as you know you're making sure that your your little pack hasn't hasn't depleted and then when it does you drop back, you throw another one down, and then you go back out and get into the shit of it and, and keep shooting. And it sounds like that that's what that that's what he wants, right? He he wants to make the 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 uh, Lodgy 
um, more of a of a battlefield medic. Yeah, and especially the the experience too. Like, and I'm just saying the player experience of you know picking up a class and thinking, oh, I can be the support, and being told that we don't expect or we don't want you to do anything but heal us. It kind of takes away from the player experiences when you're being told that's all you're good for doing. Right. Yeah, but I, I guess I guess the only thing I would push back on that is like I don't ever I didn't ever, I don't really think that that was that was really the case. I don't think that was a that was really a problem in the old game. I, and ultimately, in, in a way, some level of specialization or, or probably that a deeper level of specialization, perhaps that drives a certain level of teamwork that you didn't see in a lot of other games, uh, and you still don't for some degree. Um, and it can also highlight some very powerful mechanics in a game when you do things that way. Uh, and I th- and I th- I think yeah, ba- I think you said it was uh, it was Battlefield that Rattati he likes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I I think he even said that in the roundtable. He, he even mentioned that game. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell if it's Battlefront or Battlefield, but um, I'll be you know I'll be upfront with you, like. A lot of what you know now that now that I, I think through this, a lot of what he described is very battlefield esque, and he's and I remember him saying this even back in the dust days uh, that he takes a, he took a lot of cues from bat, I think battlefield, and just because that was just a game he liked. Mm-hmm. I, but if if he's going to do that and just have it in spacesuits, why don't I just play fucking battlefield? Well, I, I, yeah, um, I, and I think that that's where. That's where other aspects um, like the customization and, and, and honestly like the teamwork um, are, are going to come into play. I, I, I don't think that this is necessarily going to be a game that is going to be um, uh, di- uh, different based on classes, I guess. Like I, I really don't think classes are, are, are going to set this game apart from from Battlefield or, or, or from Call of Duty or, or you know whatever other shooter um, you you want to insert. Um, I, I think that what you're going to find is that we're you're going to keep those quote unquote you know generic if you will uh, uh, aspects, and then it, it's going to shine um, uh, in the in the teamwork and and, and in the customization. You know, and and I think that's I think that's a very fair statement. I mean, from what I could see, the gameplay footage that came out, um, it I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I mean, this is definitely a you know a pretty solid step up at least in terms of graphics. And I think generally everybody was pretty on point with like the you know this the shooting component. Like you know, Petty put a reticle on thing and squeeze the trigger and and it feels good. I think that seemed to get some good reviews. But again. They didn't. They, they weren't really highlighting anything. I think if they just wanted to show that, hey, we can actually make the FPS mechanic work really well in a good-looking environment, which was a legitimate. That was a legitimate beef with with Dust. You know, I I think they they probably achieved what they wanted. Um, but I, you know, I, I was hoping to hear or see something else that would that would you know kind of differentiate them from the pack. And and like I said. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Dust Five One Four tried very hard to differentiate itself from every other FPS out there. Fail, failed spectacularly in many cases, but 
that they were they were different yeah and i i i i agree with you um about wanting to see something more than than just the shooty bits of the game um i feel like ccp already showed that they can make a, a good looking shooter game that had tight gunplay and that had everything that people come to expect nowadays they did that two years ago and when i saw the gameplay you know i was excited obviously um but at the back of my mind i'm i'm sitting here thinking you know well that's it like we 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 saw this two years ago um i mean but we didn't obviously see the uh the 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 pve mode um but i mean pve is pve no matter where you go um i i i was disappointed to see the lack of or i was disappointed at the lack of you know the things that that made dust what it was i guess yeah i i think yeah that's that's probably fair like i said i i do think that they achieved if if they were aiming to, to just try to show off that fps mechanic i I do think they did a good job of that. Um, Pokey, one of the things we, you and I kind of batted around was some of the specific comments that they made about, I guess, uh, for, for lack of a better term, you know, uh, movement or like the, the mobility of your character in the game or move sets. Um, could you kind of elaborate on your, well, one, what do you think Rattati was trying to explain and what your personal observations were during gameplay, what you and Livy saw? Sure. So what So what I believe he was getting at was that they're not trying to make Titanfall 2, where you're running off of walls and flying through the air and, and doing all kinds of crazy shit. And that the, the and don't get me wrong, Titanfall is a fantastic game. Um, but he was saying this isn't going to be Titanfall. It's not this where running around at high speed is like the major part of the game. Um, I would like to point out to everybody that this game take, takes place in zero G on the hull of a spaceship, which we've seen in recent video games, but please carry on. <laughs> Regardless. Um, so I will say that uh, it's definitely not Titanfall. You're not flying around um, running on walls and that sort of thing. It's, it's definitely, you know, very uh, <laughs> boots on the surface of the ship. Um, so in terms of like, the mobility, like just running around, walking, running, sprinting, that sort of thing. Um, it, it felt uh, very similar to Dust. It was weighty in that sense that you weren't, you know, running up walls. Uh, however, there were some additional options. Um, each class kind of has a unique ability. Some are movement-based, some are not. Um, so, for example, the Assault has this, like, power slide um, where you... you Basically, you're sliding on the ground. It kind of propels you forward at high speed, and you can um, aim and shoot and rotate while while doing this. So it's it's kind of a an interesting. You can get in um, quickly, or you can get out quickly, depending on how you want to use it. And this thing's on a cooldown, so you can't do it constantly. Um, those kinds of options are available, um, but in terms of overall movement, it felt um, like I said similar to Dust in that it was very grounded. Um, that is actually that. That slide, that is that is one thing that scares the heck out of me with how fast that thing is and how far it goes from from that video. When we were we were playing around with it, Rattati was was watching us and he goes, "Yeah, the slide's too fast. It goes too far. We need to tone that down." So I mean, they're I, I would agree with that. It seems they agree with that that it, it's a little yeah. it's a bit much. Um, and but, I think that was the feedback from a lot of people who are like, well, "That's great, but maybe not so much." 
So I think they took. I think they took. Uh, okay. On that one. Because yeah, the, the, there's yeah, it, was, a, it was a little alarming when I first did it. <laughs> the the concern that I have is, you know, when you do have that, like, you know, uh, the game that I I put a little time playing into was um, uh, when Call of Duty did their space game, which I actually thought was a lot of fun, but it was, you know, obviously very twitchy, very uh, high motion, um, and the the risk is if you have a lot of high movement abilities like that, that's when you start to Im- implement a lot of that twitch gameplay that that they're trying to avoid. And, and yeah, they've, they've definitely said outright that they don't want Twitch gameplay to be what wins a fight. You know, it's obviously you, you have to be able to aim, but it's not like Call of Duty where it's super snappy and it's, you know, everything dies in three bullets. It's, it's definitely not that um, from what we've seen. Obviously, we didn't try PvP, so I can't speak for it um firsthand but that's what they have said is they don't they don't want that twitch gameplay they want to be very much focused around um positioning and your team composition and how you're utilizing different weapons and attachments and that sort of thing Um, again it's hard to teamwork huh say it again i'm sorry you mean like specialization and teamwork huh yes actually (laughs) yeah i know i think that's what i'm getting at is there it feels like there like i I think I see what they're trying to get after, but the the messaging is very unclear in terms of sort of what they're driving at, I think. No, I would agree that the way it's it's been explained is a little weird. Um, it, it's either too boilerplate or it's just... Um, I don't know. It, it's a little weird. And a lot of it's up for interpretation. And unfortunately with like Ritati, he struggles a lot with this. Um, and so it's always kind of this reading between the lines. But at the same time, if you're not heavily invested, I can't sit there and tell someone, well, he actually means this and you should believe me because I played dust, you know, yeah. um, it, it, right. it's, there's no way I can make that, that um, expectation of someone. And I certainly don't. So when people go, well, Okay, and I think you even said to say yourself, Jay, you know, if their intention was to come here and show off the gunplay engine, then they were successful. And that is what they, that's when we interviewed Rattati. He says that was our goal when we came here, it was not to show off the customization and all of the stuff, other stuff. Um, and they certainly didn't, absolutely not. Um, and that's that's the next thing they have to do, I think, is is really show that off and, and, and show the progression towards that. But if people are apprehensive because they didn't get to see that firsthand and they don't just want to take someone's word for it, completely understand. I, I don't think anyone's in the wrong for being very apprehensive and being like, that looks generic as hell and I'm not going to be interested until you show me more. That is completely reasonable in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and um, you know, kind of go back to the moveset or the uh, kind of the mobility question in the game. Uh, I think, and that's kind of, Zell, Zell kind of hit on what I was in my head I'm thinking. So uh, what I'm not interested in in a game is like, just hey, just copy what other people did well. That being said, you know, th- this is a, a hardcore science fiction shooter uh, by, by anybody's standard. And it feels almost weird that they're not embracing some of that. Like you can say, you know, Titanfall or, you know, any number of the, you know, the modern warfare, you know, or you, you kind of entries here recently. Um, 
and whether you like that kind of gameplay or not, I'm frankly, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of like COD type stuff. I just, I just don't dig that. Uh, but what they did was had a very, very fluid movement system. That was something beyond bunny hopping. Everybody remember that shit in dust. Um, so I, I, it just strikes me as kind of weird in the environment that they have in the game, which I think that they showed well. I think that was one of the, the strengths of some of the gameplay footage I saw, at least the environments that the fights were happening in, seemed pretty baller. I, I mean, I thought they were really neat. Go for it. Go full Monty, man. Like, you know, if you could ever think of a, a position when you would run up a wall or leap over something almost like, you know, forgive me for saying this, but almost like, you know, Destiny Super Jump style, it would be in fucking space on the hull of a spaceship. Um, and I get and I get the quote-unquote lore reason. That's not lore. That's them having a game mechanic and needing to come up with, a, uh, with some kind of explanation that didn't sound entirely stupid other than because gameplay. Um, you know, I kind of, like I said, I kind of get where he's going at it, and he's got a very focused vision on... I think the type of game he wants, because everything he was saying in that round table, you know, for the record, sounded a lot like a conversation he and I had uh, a year, a few years ago, right as right before dust ended. And so that tells me that's actually a good thing for the game. I I'll, let me be very clear what I'm saying. I think because he's very focused and he's very good at delivering what he says he's going to deliver, that that probably is a good thing for this game. Uh, overall, that also, like I said earlier, doesn't mean that that it's always going to be about a game that the mass market wants to play. By the way, I'm not in the mass market; I'm just an individual player. Uh, you know, but don't. And he said very clearly in the roundtable. I think he makes decisions based on just what he likes to play. Conceptually, that's it's an interesting thought of like when you're a game developer, are you making games that you personally want to play, or are you making games that a lot of people will want to play, not just you. Um, you probably a separate question for the group, but, but anyway, like reference the movement thing. I think that's the only thing I saw is like, I hope that they expand a little bit of the movements uh, or, or just like the way you traverse the hull and do different things, you know, from just to kind of really embrace that hard sci-fi kind of uh, kind of feel. Like I said, they don't need to copy another game. But I, I really hope that they lean into maybe some of those other aspects, which I think would, would be a great a great addition to the gameplay. If the gunplay is that smooth, the way you get guys described, it would those two things would flow together really well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would kind of agree that I think that they could take it a little bit more, lean into that sci-fi, you know, super soldier thing a little bit more. I don't necessarily want, like, you know, my, my flashbacks to like myofib stimulators and dust where you're jumping like 60 feet in the air. Um, I personally hated that. Um, I mean, I know some people liked it, but I didn't like, I wouldn't want to go that far. Um, but you know, I think for me, I, I always thought it was going to be like, you're on the outside of the ship, you break in, then you're on the inside of the ship and the inside of the ship would feel much more like terrestrial combat like you wouldn't be doing as much crazy shit because you're in a ship or on a station or something right, yeah and and that made a lot of sense but i don't i didn't get the impression that that's where they're going with it no it's not because i that, that's what i thought until the event um and then we actually specifically asked like hey so are you going to do interiors and exteriors and he's like 
no, we kind of, you know, throughout the process have decided that we're going to stick to the exteriors only. Um, so my initial thought was, oh, well, they're just going to be consistent for interior and exterior, um, minus maybe a few minor differences just for the sake of the engine not getting out of control. But if they're doing only exteriors, I'm like, well, shit, guys, you could have gone kind of crazy with it then. Um, so no, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, and I think that, you know, there, there is sometimes a little bit of weirdness that when you jump off the edge of a spacecraft, um, you fall to your death because it's essentially being treated like a terrestrial map that has a space skybox, you know? Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to put your, like, pretend you don't know this game hat on based on what you just said. And what we heard in the round table, does this not sound like we started to do some shit on planets and we figured out that it's either cheaper or more efficient or whatever to turn the skybox fucking black with white pinholes in it, you know, and, and just still have all the same mechanics that you would have on a planet. Cause that's exactly what it sounds like you're describing. Uh, no, I mean, I, like I said, I, I would say that it, it definitely feels like you're fighting in a, normal setting normal being like on a planet um but the setting is not a planet it's a spaceship um which is a little weird um i i will say that one of the things i saw uh, asked in the round table was somebody had asked about the gravity um and that was something that i had actually specifically put in feedback on dust was that i thought that if they were going to do different planets that they should vary up the gravity a bit no, and, and I think that's definitely a, a, a thing that they could easily play with. Um, just from what little I know of the Unreal 4 engine, like that's a number you can change and, and make things a little more floaty. Um, and, and, you know, hell, that could be a variable that you have, you know, in your generation of, of your map, you know. And I think that, you know, there's there's things that you could do... Um, because the, the procedural generation is kind of a big part of what they're talking about. Because, like, the there's up to five objectives and they can spawn in any permutation in 11 different spots. So, I mean, the, the maps can vary greatly on terms of, of what's going on. Take that a step further, you know, have environmental effects. Like you're in a, I don't know, like a fucking nebula storm or something and it, it causes the gravity thing to, to be less. So you float higher or something like that. You know, kind of lean into some of those space effects, like uh, like wormholes in Eve, right? Like you can have different special effects depending on what kind of environment you're in, and it can drastically change the gameplay. You know, really lean into that sort of thing. You can still keep, you know, your gravity harness, you know, hand wavy lore bullshit to explain why it feels like you're on a planet, but do go a little bit crazier with it. You know, maybe certain things behave differently because of X or, or Y. You know. Um, and let people have a little more fun with it. I mean, you don't have to go full Titanfall. You don't have to go full, you know, um, you know, dust myofibs jumping over buildings. But you can still lean into it more rather than just I'm a dude on a spaceship, but it feels like I'm on a planet. Yeah, I think I think you know just to kind of sum that up, like super soldier war clone, a gazillion years in the future, ships that like blink across the galaxy, power armor in zero g. And the best we got is a power slide. No, I feel you. I, mean, I think, I, I mean, you and I again talked about it. It's kind of like, you know, what they were doing with uh, Destiny 2, right? Like, 
Destiny 1 was this crazy shit show of everything blowing up and space magic and all that sort of thing. And Destiny 2, when they first came out, they really slowed down those um, cooldowns. They You couldn't use your abilities very much. It was a very grounded, you know, um, it, it was much more focused on like running around with the gun and shooting things and less about making things blow up and feel like, you know, you're a space superhero. Um, people didn't like that because it was very generic. They wanted the chaos. Um, and I think that Bungie had done that out of fear that they wanted it to feel more grounded, not get too out of control. And they were struggling to find that balance between, you know, what is grounded and what is over the top. And I think that, you know, just like, uh, destiny two did Nova's landing very close to the grounded, um, side of the scale and they could probably do well to kind of push it out and be a little more, a little more crazy with it. You know, like, like you said, the, the gravity abilities are great. Like they're, they're, they're cool. Like the siege mode, high G mode for the Sentinel is badass. I really like it. Um, but they could do more with it, you know, and I, I don't think that it would break immersion or, you know, make the gameplay degrade into space magic just by giving people, you know, some more stuff to play with. And, Maybe that comes through equipment. We've only seen, you know, very simple, basic shit. Who knows? But again, I'm not going to sit there and tell someone you should, you know, trust that it's going to happen when you haven't seen anything like that yet. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on, you know, and, and like I said, we only saw a snapshot basically into where they're at with Alpha. Um, so what do you, what do you think for some of the uh, next biggest either questions or comments or, uh, you know, sort of reveals, I guess, that uh, Rattati made during the round table. What would be another one of the big ones that you kind of pulled out of that? Um, the one that, that really perked my interest was talking about very high-level difficulty PvE. Um, and him kind of saying, like, there's only so much you can do with PvE to up the difficulty without it getting stupid. And the best way to increase difficulty beyond that is to inject a human element into it. So he basically talked about how, um, cause PVE is always a four man co-op experience against Sancha. Um, but he was talking about an idea that hasn't been done yet, but it's one that he's, he was like, I want to do this. We're, there's no way we're not going to do it. Cause I really want it to happen is have the ability for someone to queue up and spawn in as a Sancha officer and effectively kind of invade someone's PVE experience, kind of like Dark Souls style. Um, or, you know, Gambit. more recent example, Gambit, exactly. Um, you know, obviously Gambit is a very compelling game mode, um, really fun. Uh, you know, it, it's effectively kind of the same idea, um, though I think in this case it would be the invader just repeatedly respawning, you know, maybe limited number of respawns, whatever. Um, but something like that where they're, they're trying to cause mayhem and kind of take advantage of a situation to, to, you know, kill the PVE players. Um, I like that because one gambit's a lot of fun. Um, I like asymmetrical combat. If you can get it to work, right, it's hard to get it to work, right. But if you get it to work, it's fantastic. And that's like the most Eve thing ever is smashing into someone's PVE and just, killing the shit out of them. Um, the Eve players were all like, holy shit, that sounds awesome. Um, and Dust players have always talked about PvEVP um, game modes. Um, I think that this is definitely something that they were kind of going for. Um, that sounds fantastic, if they, if they can get it right. But I really like that, that train of thought.
What about you, Livy? Anything that popped out from the roundtable? Um, popping out, no. Um, I I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little mixed on how well the roundtable was um, taken in. Um, a lot of the answers that I I don't know. My my opinion is, you know, I play the devs advocate, developments advocate. Um, and I really feel like they have something good going. A lot of the community asked questions that was, I think, related to the Eve side more than the Nova side at times. So like um, Corpse, the idea of how Corpse will be built or um, how to prevent Eve Corpse from being taken on the Nova side. I don't know if you really went into that. Do you remember? Um. <laughs> A little bit. He was just describing that effectively the tables that are containing all of the player data and corporation data are separate. They aren't storing the Nova corporations and characters on the Tranquility server. It's a separate thing. So um, you you could technically have a duplicate, I guess. Um, you know, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Honestly, that's probably a detail they haven't completely finalized yet because it's not at that stage. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that there were, like, again, most people in there were Eve, Eve players, um, that were interested and it was definitely more of an Eve centric, uh, line of questioning. But I, I guess, um, I'd rather be more interested in like Jay as a, as a watcher, what popped out to you that was interesting, concerning that sort of thing. Um, it, kind of in the same vein you guys are talking about, I, I could not. I could not really grasp where Rotati was going this, and I think this is where you guys can shed some light on some things. Um, in that same sort of block of, of questions that you're referring to, Livy, uh, it was a little bit about the corpse, but it, it, it also kind of spun, I think, either right before or right after that, was it kind of spun into, you know, yeah, but what about the social aspect of the game? Because I think I think even some the, the guy, one of the guys that asked the question even said, Hey, Dust survived as long as it did because of what was happening in the community. What are you guys doing to to kind of foster that? And and this is you know, and I'll be upfront with you. The way he, the way I felt that he answered that question was incredibly dismissive. And again, if I did not know any, the things that Rotati had done, like if I just didn't know that he was just random game developer guy I saw in a video, I would think that guy didn't give two shits about his customers. But we, I think we all know that that is not the case. I think we are very confident that that is not the case. Um, and, and he basically made it sound like, well, yeah, they can do whatever they're going to do, like outside of the game. Well, there's there's two parts of that. One is, you know, that is what ultimately like kept us going forever was that incredibly rabid sort of small core uh, that you know, really kind of a lot of times came from like Mag and Eve where like the community activities were persistent and relevant in the game. Um, and that, that is, you know, not something that they want to, that is not a path that, that they want to choose with Nova. Uh, and frankly, that's, that's not a path. That's a path. Very few FPSs even try to go down. Um, and I can I can kind of understand why, but that's also, again, that was one of the things that differentiated Dust. Um, so I, I kind of I, I think if you guys can shed some light on what you guys and some of the conversations you've had with the devs, uh, 
about how they view maybe the community interaction in the game or how how you know those structures clans corpse you know how they can affect things in the games because I was really hoping to hear a little bit about that because that was that persistent sort of activity in game and how it related to the, you know, the out of game meta. That was, that's a huge component of what is attractive to a game like to an FPS game with those strong MMO and community kind of persistent gameplay community ties. But I, I, I know you guys have talked to him generally about some of these things. Could you kind of describe maybe, or put your Rattati phrase later on and maybe translate what, what he might have been trying to say during that, that window? And I want to, I, before um, Pokey answers, I know he probably has something to say. <laughs> um, I want to clarify on what part did you mean. So I think in, in a long string of a question, I think it was, um, I think they were wondering how are you going to bring people together in the game. So how do corps form in the game? How do people communicate and stay in touch in the game? Yeah, I, I think that was part of it. Like I said, it was, I think it was a series of two or three questions in a row that sort of spun off each other. But that, I think you're right. That was definitely part of it. And I think that's where they started talking about like the in-game comms piece and some other things like that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm... I'll let Pokey answer, but I, I'm trying to think in my head of how other games are doing. I'm not sure how to give a good example of, say, how Destiny helps people form their clans in-game. Well, I, the short I, answer is, is they do it real well. And the whole, and and, and again, acting like in-game, having in-game comms is like, you know, the baby Jesus is born and, and eagles are flying and there's firework. That's, that's like shit that's been done for years. You know, that, you know, I, I I get that we had bad comms and dust, but I sort of expect that there's a good communication system in a modern game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, my personal opinion is that you, you really do need in-game voice comms. Even if they're shitty, you need to find some way to communicate with people that aren't already part of your social network. Um, I mean, let's be honest, if you play EVE, you don't use the Eve comms to a point where they, they took them out of Eve because no one used them. Um, but Eve is a different kind of game. You're not, you're chatting via text all the time. That's, that's normal. So you can kind of usher people to other options. When you're in FPS, you're in match with someone. You're not going to sit there and be typing with them for, you know, any appreciable amount of time in the middle of a fight because you're, you're, you're playing the game. Um, so I think, in-game comms are definitely essential for an FPS. Now, you're probably going to use a third-party app for stuff that actually, you know, truly matters, like Discord or TeamSpeak or Mumble or whatever. Um, if you're having, like, a court battle, you're going to use something that's really stable and high quality. You're probably not going to use the in-game stuff, um, and that's fine. You know, that's, that's normal. Um, but it is important that you can still communicate with people that you maybe don't have them as part of your corp yet, or you don't have them as part of your, your social network, you know, and you, you have to get them in somehow and you have to talk to them first to do that. Otherwise it's all through forms, which it works, but it's not ideal. You know, I think a lot of the really, you know, I've met a lot of people in dust just by, you know, talking to them randomly in squads Some guy joins, you know, and, and, and we, we hit it off. Um, so that's really important. Um, I would agree with your statement that uh, his answer was confusing. Um, 
or maybe a bit, bit dismissive. I wasn't satisfied with kind of how he described it because I was like, wait, what do you actually mean by that? Um, so, you know, I asked him in our interview, like, so are there going to actually be corpses? Because, I mean, it wasn't really clear, I think, in, in how he talked about it. And he's like, yes, there will be uh, corporations um, for narrative reasons that he wasn't going to get into. They won't be called corporations initially. Um, he referred to them as most likely to be called gangs um, due to kind of the criminal nature of what's going on. Again, that's a deep dive into the lore, which I'm not going to get into. Um, but he basically said, like, at the very least, at the very beginning, you're going to have um, a means to group with your friends under a common banner. Um, you may not have all of the corporation tools initially like you would have with like dust or eve where you're going to have like an accountant and planetary manager and that sort of thing um but that comes in time um and it's you know it, it's again probably a lore reason to kind of describe why these features are going to be added over time but you know the the intention is of course to have your traditional player corporation organization um down the line, but for initially, it'll probably be something more like an in-game friend list um, that they'll work towards. Uh, he did clarify and say that, you know, in terms of like, you know, features that you're going to see in the finalized corporation system, it's not going to go as crazy as Eve is. He's like, there's no really no reason to have like stocks and, you know, 35 different kinds of roles for, you know, officers within a corporation. It's going to be a little more simplistic. Um, that, was, that was comedic in, in, in Dust. Remember the whole, like, if you could get someone to give you, like, the, the shares of the... <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, if, you, <laughs> if you transferred or purchased the shares on the Eve side of the corporation, you could basically reign control of the Dust side corporation, and there's nothing that the Dust side could do about it because they didn't they had the same system, but not the same tools. It was fucked up. But regardless, um, it, it's not going to go that in-depth. But like I said, they, they want to move towards that. But it will start off kind of as a more simplistic, like, friends list and develop over time. Does that answer your question, Jay? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it does. I mean, I, I mean, what a lot of games are, at least in-game is it's just a, a curated LFG list. And that's kind of what it sounds like he's going for. Um, that, and that's not, that's not evil. I'm not throwing shade. I mean, that's, that is what the vast majority of, uh, you know, clan activity is, unless there's specific bonuses or something you get for group activities or whatever. I mean, and, and they may very well have that kind of stuff planned out too, by the way. Um, I, I think that's, I don't. I, I totally agree with the fact that they don't want to go like full Eve on any of this. That I think that was a bit of a mistake. In Dust is like should be a little bit more simplistic in how they approach these things. Um, but I guess it's that uh, it kind of ties into my overall feeling. There's there's going to be a a lack of persistence or uh, gravity or effect to what you're doing because uh, he he kind of I think in the interview that you guys had he sort of articulated it was. Uh, you know, everything sort of happened in the context of pubs is, which I, again, I assume is a, a probably not a great way of describing his actual intent. Uh, you know, and he's very clearly shot down things like faction warfare and all these other things that kind of lends that sense of fighting over a map or persistence or, or like some sort of long-term collective activity. Um, 
and and they maybe they have plans for that later. You know, I I would at some point I would like to hear if what their thoughts are on that, uh, or if they just have no intention of ever doing it. Um, but that I, I think that's that's probably where I come down on that. But yeah, I I do tend to agree that anybody thinks that Rattati is not into community that they just they literally just don't know who he is or what he's done. Um, they just he just didn't do himself any favors in how he described it though. Yeah, so let me address a couple of those things there. So um, we we did kind of talk about because obviously like the narrative behind the, the PVE is pretty is pretty um, straightforward. Um, but I did ask, but hey, what's the narrative behind the PVP? Because I mean, it, it's easy. Go, we're defending the ship against Sancho. Fine, cool. Um, but what's what's going on with with the PVP? Like, what's the explanation behind it? Um, and he basically said that effectively, Concord is like almost renting you out to the different. Um, empires so that they can fight each other um, and try to capture each other's ships using the infantry, um, similar to how the Sancho tried to capture um, empire ships by breaking in and killing the crew and putting their own pilot in, that sort of thing. So um, he didn't elaborate too deep into it, but my my vibe of it is, is that that is in itself kind of like the faction warfare and that you'll probably have some sort of standing system associated with it. He's kind of mentioned standings um, in the past uh, on the Discord um, for the Empires and that sort of thing, and how it, it's not going to be you have pubs like in Dust, and then you have Faction Warfare as a separate game mode. It's more like removing pubs and Faction Warfare with persistent standings is going to be the pub match. So you're, you're always you know gaining or losing standing with somebody no matter what you're doing um, and that unlocking, you know, stuff through factions is going to be like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, fight for, I'm going to, you know, request to be leased out to, you know, Kaldari so I can grind up my standing with Kaldari to get some special firmware they've got or something like that. So I, I wouldn't say that there's no persistence. I think that it's less so um, <laughs> when he says he doesn't want to do faction warfare, it's less that, it's not, it's not that I don't want to do faction warfare. It's that I want everything to be faction warfare if you're fighting in, in pubs. And he's kind of described it as you've got two kinds of game modes for PvP. You are either fighting for an NPC corporation for standing or you're fighting for a player corporation for standing. Um, unless, you know, dust pubs where you're you're just, you, you go in, you get paid, and that's it. There's no persistence to it. So I, I would disagree in that there's no persistence. I think that there probably will be more because your standard match will be faction warfare. It just won't be its separate game mode. It's just going to be all the time. Um, as for kind of your clan group persistent activity, what what's the advantage of grouping up? Um, you know, obviously this is still pre-alpha. They, they are not going into details, but he did talk pretty passionately in our... Um, our interview about the marquee feature and the, the marquee feature would be like planetary conquest in dust. It's kind of the big bad, like the, the, the coolest highest tier of game mode, like, you know, ultra competitive. Um, it's the one that you, you brag about when you're doing the marketing for your game, you know, it's, Hey, you go ahead and you capture planets, that sort of thing. Um, obviously it won't be capturing planets in this case, but he did insist. He's like, no, we, we absolutely, want something like that we want that marquee feature we don't want it to be just a you know running through 
endless pub matches, you know, grinding, standing all day. They, they want that upper tier, the upper echelon of, of gameplay that you can work towards. And obviously with something like that comes the advantage of working as a group, you know, with your corporation, um, if there's alliance support, that sort of thing. So I, again, it's, it's all what they're saying they want to do. They are not going to offer details at this stage, obviously, but it's, it's the intention. And again, they haven't shown anything like that, so I don't expect anyone to just take my word for it, but that's what they were saying. No, I, I think I think that's all fair. And, you know, it, it, if for some crazy reason that somebody from CCPA is actually listening to this, hire somebody that can help communicate these things, please. Because... I, I believe Pokey because, well, one, he's my friend and he's proved, proven to be, you know, a pretty good source of information. But if it takes you to say that on their behalf, that's a problem. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, luckily, they have hired a community manager to do just that and kind of be the link between the developers and the the customers of the players um and we we interviewed him um the thing is he started like two weeks ago so he's still learning um certainly not up to speed enough to uh you know discuss things on, on the level that we are right now um but we did interview him really nice guy um his name is ccp dopamine um he's, he's a like I said, he's a pretty, pretty cool dude we, we talked to him for about a half an hour um uh the other day but they, they have hired someone to do that. So they, he talks to the customers so the engineers don't have to, basically. Um, and so hopefully, you know, like you said, it shouldn't take a player translating the intention of the developer into, you know, player speak. It should be just someone at the company doing it, you know. Um, so hopefully that works out. Um, uh, you know, we are in contact with with him and, and, and trying to kind of work with him and kind of ease him into, hey, here's the community. You know, we've, we've been working with these guys for a while. So um, hopefully we'll see more of him soon. But like I said, he started like two weeks ago. So give him some time to get caught up. But, uh, you know, I, I think it'll go well. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's fair. Um, I, I, I thought I thought Rat did a really good job of describing, you know, doing some expectation management in terms of, what you guys were seeing in terms of like suits and, and more specifically, I think weapons and weapon types, uh, you know, and, and I think it was, I think it's a very realistic expectation to have a limited catalog of weapon weapons in there. Uh, I, I thought his description of like, yeah, there's six weapons, but eventually there's going to be a lot of like variants or types of those weapon categories that are, that are floating out there. And, and I think that's probably okay. I mean, you know, mo most, you know, most games out there, you got like, you know, some kind of rifle, some kind of pistol, some kind of shotgun, some kind of, some kind of heavy, couple heavy weapons, you know, be it a rocket or grenade launcher or something. And then you got a, a ton of different styles or, you know, variants of, of each one of those. And it sounds like that's kind of a little bit more of his, his style. So if anybody was really you know, beefing about the amount of content in, and I think, you know, the alpha, you know, I think that's very par for the course. I mean, what what it appears that they showed seemed to be well well executed. Um, at least that, from what I can tell in the grainy ass video. I mean, Livy Pokey, what do you guys think? Did, did like were 
did the weapons that you felt or saw, did they, they seem to play well? It, and what was your guys' opinions? And do you think it's there's any you know, need for concern that you didn't see like this massive COD-like catalog of weapons during an alpha test on, on a one day in Vegas? So, and I think he what he said was was pretty telling that he's like we don't have the resources to do a Call of Duty style weapons you know catalog, um, and that the investment that CCP has placed in Project Nova is significantly smaller than Dust. And I I can only imagine all the crazy shit they did to market Dust, and it was over the top um, for what the game was. So I, I get the feeling that their their budget for Nova is a lot smaller. Um, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad game. It just means that they have to be very focused on what they do and where they spend their money. So the vibe that I was getting by what he was saying with that is, hey, you can have a grenade launcher and we it may have the same model, you know, but you can strap on a different kind of, you know, grenade cartridge and give it six different types of behavior like there's one there was like sticky grenades or cluster grenades or bouncing grenades and it's very cheap to do that um so when they say we only have six guns but we can do a lot with it to me that says hey we're committed to having a wide variety of stuff you can play with it's just we don't have the resources to model and animate 50 different guns so we're going to give you six and then a bunch of stuff you can strap onto it to make it do different things so it can behave like 50 different guns um but you only see you know six and, and I, there'll obviously be more than six once the game launches but you know you kind of see the same mentality with like the drop suits like dust had uh 12 different drop suit models you know three different frames and four races each um and that's that's a lot to animate if you count the fact that there's uh, female versions of that as well. You got 24 different sets of models and animations you have to do, um, which is expensive. Um, with Nova, it's hey, there's six base classes. Um, they visually change a little bit as you upgrade, but we're going to have you put firmware in, which then drastically changes the behavior of it. So, you know, again, same physical visual base model, but we can drastically change the behavior, give you different variations. So, for people that are concerned about hey, I see less stuff when you first start off. I, I, I'm not concerned because the intention, obviously, with the way they've designed these systems is to give lots of variety without having to sink a lot of resources into making the visual assets. Um, that being said, the visual assets they do have, they feel and they look really, really good. Um, the ones you saw in the demo are the upwell weapons. They are kind of like the militia starter um, weapons. They're, they're meant to always be viable, but they're kind of this generalized jack-of-all-trades, um, not specialized in any way. They just kind of work. Um, and so they're, they're meant to kind of feel and look generic because they are, um, with the more specialized, flavorful weapons, you know, being unlocked later with like the Galente and the, the, the Kaldar and the Mimitar, that sort of thing. So yeah, the, the ones that you start with look generic, but that's kind of their intention. Um, and while they look blocky and generic, that's kind of the overall theme they had. I'm okay with that. You know, I, I thought they were well polished. They look good. Um, are they? They look a lot like other guns, other sci-fi games, sure. But if you look at the keynote, the stuff he was showing off, like that Amar rifle, like holy shit! Like you're, you're not going to be at any loss for you know, some eye candy. Like, they're, they're definitely not shying away from that. It's just that stuff they were showing off in this demo was the most basic generic stuff. And that's, I think, where a lot of that, that concern is coming from.
Yeah, I'd agree with that. Well said, as always. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that was a good, a good, kind of roll up of where they were at. And my overall take, even even though I know I'm kind of poking a few holes at them, I, I think they had a successful event. And you know, like I said, it bodes well. I mean, there there are a lot of tips and cues in there that this just might, you know, like for me, you know, in the type of games that I like to play, this is may not be what I'm looking for. The problem is, or what's frustrating to me, is that I can't tell whether it is or not by the way they're communicating it. Um, so that's, you know, I think that's where I come down on it. Uh, and I can, and, and most of the things that we're really talking about, it's not, we're not talking about pluses and minuses or mistakes and, you know, or kind of coups that they got on things. It, it's more along the lines of just, plain old fashioned design choice, you know, and, and well, you know, deliberate, by the way, deliberate, probably well thought out design choice. That's got a, a fairly consistent vision in it that that's CCP Ritati's vision. So, you know, again, I, I'm sure that there's going to be people that will think that I'm, I'm, I'm throwing poo at dust, uh, you know, dust 2.0 or whatever. Um, it's actually not the case. Uh, it, it's, it's probably far from it. I, I am trying to be very realistic about what I see and hear because I, if you know, only going on the face value of those things and not trying to infer too much. Um, so overall, I thought they had a successful event. I, I you know, legitimately, I think they, they did. Uh, the only thing that I I absolutely thought was, I, th I think kind of disingenuous was, was his statements about, uh, you know, PC versus console at the very beginning of the roundtable, which, by the way, weaved in there was a very fascinating look at the real history behind, like what was happening with with CCP and Dust when they were trying to develop it and some of their early missteps and, and directions that they took. Um, I, you know, it, you know, like lesson number one learned. I think he said something to the effect of lesson number one that we learned is you know don't build on console. Um, I, th I thought that was pretty disingenuous. Uh, I think if you pulled up a Metacritic of best PS3 first-person games, you would go a fucking long way uh, of other first-person games, you know, a lot of shooter games, before you ever got to Dust 514. So saying that it was too hard to do and well, just can't I, build a, a legitimate game on console... I don't, I don't think off. that's... I don't think that's what he's saying. Yeah, no, um, no, 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 Zell. That's no, yeah, here's I mean, the thing. I can't tell when he's joking either. I, I legitimately can't tell when he's just being tongue in cheek. I, but he I don't think said it, that. Well, but the, but the thing is, is there's a difference between your your EA Activision or really anybody who who puts a, a lot of, of of resources into a project. Um, on a con so the, your console release cycle, you've got whatever five, seven years of of the console's life, and then you have CCP, which is a very slow burn development company. They work on stuff for for years, and then they're like, so you know, I I want to say they started. We're gonna build a, you know this this game Dust on on PS3, like when PS3 launched, and then by the time they released it it was a year before the PS4 came out. And so when you have this slow burn development 
you know, that, that takes a really long time to put a game together and they work on it iteratively like that, the console cycle is not doing them any favors. Right, but and, tell, tell me again how any of that is my problem as a consumer. It's not, but I mean, it, it's right. when, when, when now, CCP has to determine what they're doing right or wrong for their product. No, no, no. And the fact that their I, fans that, are PC. I get that, but his whole, but his, the, the point of his, or at least, again, he could have legitimately been sort of joking about it, but and remember the, the how other... it came about too, right? I get, I, you're basically describing a series of bad decision, you know, bad business decisions, which I don't disagree with that were probably made. Uh, but saying that the only way, you know, kind of implying fairly heavily that the only way to build a, a quality game is to start off in PC is asinine. Uh, there's far too much, there's far too many examples, you know, it was empirical evidence that clearly describes that that's not the case. Um, I, I mean, I think I think it's the case for a company that works the way CCP does, and I think that that's what was probably intended. The other thing I I would point out is that um, uh, if if you noticed, like, you know, Eve Vegas for for what it is is still more or less an Eve of as an Eve online event that is all PC gamers, and if you looked at the Eve community, what were the Eve community saying about Dust? Why isn't it on PC where I can play it? And so the thing that I would I would point out is that at Eve Vegas, I would argue that you play to you play to play to the Eve player base, the PC the PC players. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that's who you're marketing. I'm all fine with that, but that doesn't mean that again. If I don't know anything about this game, you know, again, just kind of play that play that thread out. What do I take his words as? Now, now, fair point is that this thing's not coming to console anyway, so it probably doesn't matter to anybody that's interested in consoles. That that's legit. That's legitimate. I do. I just think that knowing where the game came from and me listening to it as a Dust veteran that was with this game, that was with that game and CCP for a long time through a lot of money uh, through Eve and Dust. I I kind of I there was a little bit of a sting of like you know. A little, little bit of that, like, kind of CCP. Fuck you guys. We we got our money and we're walking away. Peace. Uh, may not be fair, but that there's probably better ways he could frame that too. No, I, I think it's it's probably fair that if you asked, you know, Ratati his opinion of consoles, he would probably say, "I don't want to play games on consoles." I, I think that. And I'm, I, I hate to speak for someone, but I, I'm guessing that's probably the response you would get. So him not speaking highly of consoles it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think he was also very frustrated with coming into Dust, trying to fix things. I think a lot of the stuff he probably wanted to do was a, well, we can't because of X hardware limitation. Um, not that it's an excuse, but I think it's probably where it comes from. So Zell's you know, right there. They're catering to the Eve players, but he said himself that a lot of what they wanted to do with Nova was there's a lot of downtime when you play Eve. So when you're in that downtime, you can play Nova, you know, um, that was straight up what he said. Yeah. Did, so, you, catch, yeah. did you catch me? He said they, they actually surveyed a lot of players and they said, yeah, we're playing other games. And a lot of, a lot of times it's, it's first person games. What game do you think that they were playing Zell? Um, 
starts with the word world. First person games? Yeah. He, he specifically said that they, he said that there's a, a surprisingly large amount of, of players, Eve players that play, that all tab and play first person games. What game do you think that they're playing the most of? That starts with the word world? Yep. Is that first person? It depends on how you frame it, but I'm going to bet you straight cash money right now. It's World of Tanks. Like, I don't I don't perceive that as a first person shooter. Like as I, soon as you I, said world, I'm like that's I what you're thinking. Either, but it is it is basically a first person game. You know, for you play a large a large part of that game right. staring kind at a gun barrel. But my my point is I don't think that it's I I don't believe that the way he framed that comment was also entirely accurate either. Like, do you really see a lot of people like in the middle of mining, they're like jumping out and playing like crisis or some shit like that. No. I was thinking like a, a short match uh, type of format, like maybe like your overwatch is a pretty short format. You can kind of do in a, in an alt tab setting. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I'm I'm still willing to bet that it's it, it might not have been um, as pure of a, a response in terms of like yeah they just like, like guys love playing first person shooter games and we want to fit our game into that model where it integrates into your your CCP game game thread which by the way I actually like that business model I think that is a smart move for CCP I don't disagree with that at all in fact at one time they talked about how do you stagger your activity between a first-person game, a second combat game, and your Eve, you know, Star Empire game? Um, I, like I said, it makes sense to me. But you know, be be upfront about what you're what you're describing when you're talking to that crowd, knowing that that shit's going out on the internet. I I forget. Did you take that survey when it came out? Um, I'm not sure if it went to just Eve players with the Dust players as well. Uh, I'm curious I think several TCP surveys uh, that that I, I assume were related to Nova. I I have not. I don't remember that. It's been a long time since I've dabbled in my Eve account. To be honest with you. Right. Do Do you remember if they asked what other games you were currently playing? And if because I feel I feel like they didn't. I, I, think, I think World every, of Tanks is actually on that list. They I've gotten from CCP in some way asked me. What other things I was, what other games I was playing, either by name or type, uh, but but I think but I think that's pretty common for almost any gaming survey to be, to be honest. Right, right. No, I was just curious. No, I think that that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth kind of exploring more. Which I, I think we are going to have some guests on the show next week to kind of go over probably some of the same stuff, but get some uh, additional opinions of it from, from people that um, like Jay and, and Zell were watching from, you know, afar rather than having, you know, actually hands-on experience. And not that that's a, a bad thing. It's just interesting to get different perspectives on it. So we're going to have some people on the show next week, um, which should be good. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on real quick, Jay, before we kind of close this up? No, I actually, uh, well, like I said, you know, I, I, I think they had a good event and, and they showed a lot that I thought was very promising um, it opened a lot of questions up, which to be frank, you know, and in, in all fairness could be just how I was interpreting it too. Um, you know, that, that 
you know, that being said, I got it. You know, I, I want them to show me something that's going to make me want to really get invested in the game. Um, that I'm, I'm, that's why I'm rooting for them. But the, you know, they kind of got to prove to me that they're going to do something that I'm interested in that, that's going to occupy my limited gaming window. Um, in terms of you know, money's not really an issue for me. It's more about my time. Uh, and, and, and that time I want to spend with friends, you know, in an activity that we all enjoy and we can get kind of collectively invested in, you know, sort of that persistence or that, you know, that collective drive for a goal. And uh, other than just winning match to match. And that, that was, and I was really struggling to articulate that to some people the other night. And I, I think Pokey saw some of this conversation. That's kind of what I want to see. I, I, I'm looking for something like that, something with some, you know, a lot of you know, deep tactical gameplay, uh, a lot of cooperation and synchronization required, and something with collective goals and some persistence. Um, the MMOs, the MMO part of of the game is what I'm interested in. There are a ton, ton of phenomenal first person shooter games out there on whatever whatever platform you want to play on. PC, pick your console, whatever. There's a ton. Show me something that's going to make me get invested. You know, I joke, you know, we joke about things like World of Warcraft and all that other kind of stuff, but I, I think Zell, you can attest to this. There's a lot of powerful things that happen inside of a game that's that's like that. Now, very few games can reach that uh, that level, particularly in terms of collective goals. I want a little bit of that, and that's what we saw a little bit of in Dust, uh, even if it was fleeting. That's what I think would be different that I'm interested in, um, because there's only so much you can do. There's there's not really going to be any new mechanics they're going to come up with. I don't think. There's very few of those, just shades on how they're being executed. So I'm rooting for them, and I, I want them. To, I want to see more than than what I saw. Uh, and I, I hope they do well. And I'm very keen to hear what other people have to say about this, uh, in terms of you know what they offered and, and what they think the future is going to be. Uh, and I'm trying trying really hard to like kind of stay very much in the middle of going only on what I see and what I can kind of read that appears to be you know fairly factual and, and not guessing too much and i think that that about sums it up but like i said i think they had a good event overall no and i, I think that's very fair and level-headed of you jay and and like i said we this is such a wide mix of comments we're seeing on you know on, on discord and on uh, the youtube comments and on reddit and that sort of thing and, and i think it's going a little extreme in in both directions i think that in some cases people are probably maybe misunderstanding the context of what um, CCP was there to accomplish um, and they were expecting more. And then I think there's some people that are probably, you know, giving them a little too much leeway and, um, and, and you know, thinking, oh, it's going to be great. I'm hyped. Da, 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 da. It's like, you know, let's be fair um, in both directions and and wait and see once they actually show you know uh, a little bit more of kind of what you're talking about jay the, the parts of that made dust truly unique because right now what they actually showed um there's nothing unique there really um the the, the game mode of, of pve looks interesting I, I, I like to play on a higher difficulty i think to to really get a proper feel for it because when you're when you're stomping that hard you can't really tell if it's enjoyable or not my gut when i was playing was that there's there's something here um, but I do want to see a, a more challenging game mode and kind of get a feel for for how fun that is. 
Um, but as far as like the, the, the kind of more secondary features, like, um, you know, working as a group, the thing you're working towards, something that makes it more than just, you know, match to match, um, we'll have to see. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume it's going to happen, but I also wouldn't assume it's not going to happen just because you didn't see it at the, at the event. So, you know, the, the alpha should be interesting. Um, the it's coming out in november uh we we kind of asked about that it's it's definitely going to be priority to uh vegas attendees as well as veterans they're they don't know the exact method of selection and, and when that's going to happen yet but you know that's those are the groups they're looking at first so you know if you're a veteran or if you're at vegas you have a good chance of, of getting in um sooner than later but we should be seeing that uh coming in november All right, so uh, Zal had to go, unfortunately. Um, we ran a little bit long for him and we started a little bit late, so uh, he is is done, but let's do some shout outs. So uh, shout out for me. Um, geez, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, to everyone at CCP that kind of helped us out, hooked us up with, um, you know, press passes and, and, and that sort of thing was was very much appreciated, made it a much uh, much more enjoyable trip. Um, and it was kind of cool to kind of get in there uh, as a member of the media and kind of see what happens, you know, behind closed doors. You know, when you've got IGN and PC Gamer sitting there, it's 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 kind of fun, you know, to 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 kind of get a taste of that. So that was that was very enjoyable. Uh, so thank you to everyone at CCP who who kind of got us in there and, and gave us a chance to get a more in depth look at a lot of the stuff they're working on. All right, Lydia, you're up. Um. So. Uh... I don't have much of a shout out as it is, uh, well, a shout out basically to the community, especially does the Dust 544 veteran community. And I think that um, this discussion was really good tonight in opening up some concerns from a couple different angles. And I, f I feel like the shout out really goes to hoping that uh, CCP can work on communication and es establish better expectations within the community that they're focused on targeting for the reception of this game. I think if they take the approach uh, of involving the community to shape this game, I know we only saw a basic slice of it. I think there's potential. I think there is uh, hope of really shaping it to be what the community wants. And I think that's going to take some time, some patience, and some communications on both sides. So I think whenever the alpha does come out, if we do have some structured feedback coming from the community. I think that's what's going to help us the most. Well put. All right, Jay, you're up. Um, I, I would just say, you know, kind of shout out to CCP Rattati. I, I think it's pretty cool that he's he's had a long journey to get to the point where he's actually demonstrating uh, what, what's going to be a game that, that I think is going to hit, uh, you know, hit the market, you know. So I I think that's a pretty solid shout out, um, at least for, for what we saw. And like I said, I'm rooting for the guy. Uh, I, I kind of don't care if CCP, CCP like goes up in a grease fire, but I really hope that Rattati, uh, you know, succeeds with his effort here. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, apologies for kind of the rough release of uh, episode last week. Obviously we were, in Vegas and it was a total, total, you know, very, very busy. So I, I do apologize for getting that last week went out uh, a little bit late, but we'll get this one up tonight. And, uh, you know, like I said, next week, we're going to have uh, a few guests on um, to kind of talk about a lot of this stuff and, you know, 
just because you know you may not have been invited to that one, do reach out if you're interested in coming on and kind of giving your thoughts. Um, this is, of course, going to be an ongoing discussion. And uh, you know, go to biomass.com and you can hit us hit us up there, and we'll we'll do what we can to kind of fit you in. We don't want to have 50 people on at once for obvious reasons, but we do want to hear what you have to say. So uh, do let us know. We're more than happy to kind of work something out with you. With that being said, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.